Welcome, welcome, welcome to Investment Banking Insights. My name is Alex Mason and I am your host. This is the show dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of the investment banking process. We're grinding, we're learning all these things for our interviews and ultimately our future professions potentially. So that's what we're doing here on this show. That's why I'm here. I'm glad that you're here. Thank you for joining me. And we're talking about valuation. Today's question is this, how do you actually get a company's value and what do you use it for? So we have all these methods we've discussed, right? We've talked about liquidation value. We've talked about precedent transactions, comparable companies, but what do we actually do to get the value, right? We're doing this all for a reason. We're not just running spreadsheets just because like we like spreadsheets, although, hey, I'm guilty of liking spreadsheets. (laughs) So what do we do? Well, we look at the multiples of the companies that we're looking at. You know, say we have company number one that's a comparable, company number two that's a comparable, company number three that's a comparable. Then we look at the multiples of each of those businesses and we take the median multiple and then we multiply that by the metric that's important to us for the deal. So let me give you an example. Let's say you have a precedent transactions list of company transactions that have occurred and they're valued at five times EBITDA, eight times EBITDA, nine times, 10 times, and 10 times, okay? So your sample size here is five. The median multiple from this set of data is nine times. So if your company's EBITDA, let's say is $100 million, then you would say that the value of the company based on your precedent transactions analysis is around $900 million, which is 100 million times nine. Now, what you'll also do is you'll create a range of valuations based on the data that you have. So for example, let's say that that 900 million value, that's your 50th percentile. So you can also come up with what is a 25th percentile value look like and what is a 75th percentile look like. And that's going to differ based on the data that you have and what Are the other transactions that occurred, have they varied wildly? Do you have a very high standard deviation in mathematical terms, or do you have a very low standard deviation in mathematical terms? And that's going to influence that bell curve of your 25th percentile, your 50th percentile, and your 75th percentile. So you can do this once you have the data, but what I'm getting at conceptually is creating a range of valuations to go off of. Okay, so you got your valuation for your company. Now what do you do? What do you do once you have it? Well, one of the things you can use valuations for are these things called pitch books. Now I have yet to work on a pitch book myself, but from what I understand, they are documents that you present to a client in order to help them understand what the financial benefits are for them if they executed on this deal. And in order to do this, They need to know what their company is worth, right? In the case of a sell-side M&A transaction, for example, or what the potential targets are worth in the case of a buy-side mergers and acquisitions deal. So the client needs to know what the business is worth, right? That's how they can come up with an opinion of whether or not they want to execute. And of course, as the investment banker, that's your job, right? Your job is to help the client 
make a good decision for their business. So that's one example. You can use them for pitch books. Another thing you can use valuations for are what are called fairness opinions. Now, as I understand it, just from doing research, I don't have any firsthand experience on this yet, but from what I understand, fairness opinions are created right before a deal closes, and they're documents that provide an analysis to the client that demonstrate that the deal is fair to both parties. The the party on one side feels the deal is fair, the party on the other side feels the deal is fair, kind of like this closing document. And so the valuation can be put in this document as a point of reference to say, look, these parties are agreeing that this company is worth X and such and such is, is agreeing to pay X and here's the way they're gonna pay for it, et cetera. And it's based on these comparables or whatever valuation method is used. And then also generally valuations are useful for DCF analysis, leverage buyout analysis, other finance related activities. We must remember that valuations are a core part of finance. It drives so many things to determine what an asset is worth. If you say one company is worth a certain number, and if you say another company is worth another number, it's going to have a powerful effect on the buying and selling of activity of companies at a micro level and a macro level if you scale this up. So valuations are super important, and that's why we want to understand and remind ourselves why we're doing this. It's because we want to help our clients make the best decisions possible and to ultimately win business and help help our clients uh, achieve their business objectives. So that's what we're doing here. All right, that's what I got for you today here on Investment Banking Insights. Next time, we're gonna be talking about comparable companies and differences in valuation between them. But until then, this has been Alex Mason. I'll see you next time.